You're listening to the FUVFC Podcast on WFUVSports.org. Yes, hello everybody. FUVFC, WFUV Soccer Podcast. Bit of a different mood in here today. I don't know if you can tell by the sound of my voice, but uh, coming off such a disappointing loss for Chelsea in the FA Cup oh, Final, man. there's no, uh, there's, there's no real reason for me to be happy at this point. I, I just, it was one of the most, it was one of the toughest losses, not just of the season. It was definitely the toughest loss of the season, but. It was one of the toughest losses I've had in my life as a Chelsea fan. But anyway, to cheer me up today, I've got Peter McGuire here with me. Peter, how are you, man? Yeah, man. Uh, good to be here. I can hear the pain in your voice. I'm sure it wasn't <laughs> did, fun to watch. Did I, uh, did I make that clear enough? Did I make the yeah, pain clear really, enough? Yeah, really felt it. The worst part is, I've got a little story to tell before we get into the episode. The worst part is, I was watching, I was on my way home this weekend, and I was watching the game on my phone through the whatever app it was. Like, I think it was the Fox Sports app, because it was on yeah. Fox. And I'm watching the game... And as I'm about to make a transfer, the second goal goes in for for Arsenal. And I'm furious. I'm, like, getting off the train. I'm shaking my head. Little do I know, I forget my suitcase on the train. No. So a bad day got worse for me oh at that at that very at that very moment. It was not a great day for me, but you know what? It's going to be a great day now because we've got our friend Billy Reinhardt with us. He's going to talk NYCFC with us. We're going to talk uh, we're going to talk a little bit of the FA Cup obviously we're going to talk about where where things went wrong for Chelsea and where things went right and we'll have a little bit of a finally we'll get our official picks for the Champions League final between Juventus and Real Madrid. But without further ado, I'm going to bring in my good friend Billy Reinhardt. Billy, how are you, man? How you guys doing? We're doing well, man. So listen, NYCFC they're playing pretty well this season. Back on May 21st, they had that win over Orlando City, which was a huge win considering Orlando is one of the best teams in the conference. But on Sunday, they kind of they kind of took a step back. If the Orlando City win was a step forward, they kind of took a step back with that 3-1 loss to Atlanta on Sunday. What are your takeaways from these two recent results? Yeah, the Orlando City was definitely a good win down there. Um, Atlanta, they had a lot of trouble maintaining the ball. They turned it over a lot. Uh, they really got into uh, David Villa in the front line, and they really contained him well. So, uh, Billy, it's Peter here. I just had a question for you. I was lucky enough last season to attend a match with Frank Lampard where he actually scored. So you guys are doing pretty well this season, so I just wanted to ask, um, how are you guys replacing the uh, influence that he had on the team? Frank was definitely a big loss. He was a leader in the locker room. Um, but a big problem with him throughout his two years with NYCFC was his availability. He was right. injured a lot. Uh, had to like uh, they had to manage his minutes. You couldn't always play full match. Um, so this year they've kind of replaced him with Maxi Morales, and he's been a big boost to them. He's kind of changed their style a little bit. He's very adept at passing. He has good chemistry with David Villa, so that's worked out well so far. Billy, another player who's really done a good job of replacing Lampard is Jack Harrison. He scored the only goal against Atlanta in that 3-1 loss. What mm-hmm. I know a lot of people have been singing his praises this season. I know I talked to Christian Hoban earlier in the season, your co-beat reporter, and he said he has nothing but good things to say about Jack Harrison. What are your thoughts on him? What have you seen from him so far? Yeah, well, last year Jack Harrison was a rookie, and I was very impressed with his athleticism and his skill with the ball. However, he had a tendency to over-dribble and get himself into trouble and not know when to give up the ball. Uh, this year it's a little bit different. He's been more of the aggressor. Um, he's kind of picking his spots better, and he has five goals this year. David Villa leads the team with eight, so he's given a big boost to their attack as another scorer. So I had a question about uh, your 
New York City rivals the Red Bulls. You guys got two meetings coming up in June. Your last meeting didn't go so well for the uh, New York City FC. How do you guys come into this next two meetings? Well, this is a big stretch here for NYCFC because they have two home matches coming up this Wednesday and Saturday. Then they play the Red Bulls. They're home again for Seattle. And then they're at the Red Bulls again. And then they have Minnesota at home. So they don't go on the road until July 5th. So they have over a month of – well, they go on the road, but they're in the New York area. They don't go out of the New York area for about a month. So this is a time where they can really make some hay and be really successful. The two Red Bull games are obviously very important in the standings. Uh, the Red Bulls are tied with NYCFC at 20 points. It's always a little bit of a rivalry. So we'll see how that turns out. It'll be nice to at least split it. Now, Billy, I'm going to be at the uh, Revolution game tonight with NYCFC against the Revolution. Really excited. Mm-hmm. Never been to Yankee Stadium for an NYCFC game before. First of all, this is a bit of a two-pronged question here, but first of all, just as for me and all the people who have never been to an NYCFC game before, what can I expect walking into that stadium? Yeah, last year when I covered my first NYCFC game, I mean, I wasn't that familiar with the team. I knew they had just started up. Uh, David Villa, Frank Lampard, Andrea Pirlo, you hear about all the stars that came from Europe. Um, but the crowd is a lot of fun. I mean, comparing it to a Yankee game, I'm a big Yankee fan. It's a, obviously it's different, and the way the setup is at the field, the fans tend to gather in the left field stand uh, at Yankee Stadium behind the goal. Uh, that's where they tend to hang out, and it's almost like the bleacher creatures out there. They're very loud. It's a raucous uh, crowd. It's a lot of fun. Now, my second part of that question is, what what are you expecting from tonight's game versus the Revolution? Uh, I would hope they pull it out. New England only has 16 points on the season. Um, we'll see. I mean, another guy I want to talk about with you guys, Sean Johnson, the goalkeeper this year. They brought him on. He's been a huge improvement for them over Saunders from last year. My biggest takeaway with him, he's very comfortable with the ball at his foot, um, which is good for the way Patrick Vieira likes to play. He kind of likes to play it out of the back, have his midfielders like Maxi Morales or Matarita from the back take it up. Uh, so that's been a big improvement for them and one of the biggest things I've noticed from this year. Now, Billy, one final question before I get you out of here. You've mentioned uh, – I mentioned uh... – What's his name? Jack Harrison. You just mentioned the goalkeeper who's done, who has done a fantastic job. That was a great a great point there. But who's another player that has really excelled in NYCFC this season? What what if there's a player that's going to propel them to the top of the Eastern Conference, who's it going to be? Uh, I think we already spoke about him, Jack Harrison. I mean, coming into this season with Frank Lampard gone, the question was who else is going to provide the scoring next to David Villa, the MLS MVP. And Harrison looks to have taken that step along with Rodney Wallace, who was a new acquisition. He has four goals as well. Um, So it's kind of been a group effort up front. Jack Harrison's emergence has really been important. Another guy in the back, Alexander Callens, defender, he's been solid back there. Um, They made a few nice additions so far uh, this season and it's definitely paid off. Billy, great stuff as always, man. Thanks a bunch. We'll see. We'll talk to you again soon. Okay, take care, guys. Billy Reinhart, our NYCFC beat writer. Great stuff from him. Glad to, glad to have him come on the show. I think that's his first appearance on the podcast. Yeah, man. Always good to talk New York City. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to go to my first game tonight. I've been always. Uh, I told Bob, our executive producer, anytime there's an open spot for an NYCFC game, just let me know. And I think Billy's on vacation, so that's why he's not able to. Uh, to go, but I I, I I just can't wait to go and feel that atmosphere that's there because exactly. it's. it's I was uh, about to say they have a great atmosphere when you walk out to the play. They they they're a team that wants to win. Every yeah. Game. Yeah. No, I can't. I can't wait to go tonight. It should be 
a really fun time. You know what wasn't a really fun time though? We got <laughs> back to that. We got to talk about the about this FA Cup final between Chelsea and Arsenal. Chelsea, obviously, Chelsea fan myself. Team won thirty games this season and uh, BPL record. Excuse me, an EPL record technically now because Barclays doesn't sponsor it anymore. So it's the English Premier League. But thirty wins out of thirty-eight, a top-flight record. Fantastic! Just. Oh, there were a couple games throughout the season. Peter's looking at me. Peter's grimacing at me right now. I'm trying to find a way to right, explain right. how this happened, and I'm I'm kind of at a loss here. I I think there are there are a couple different things. One, I think that Ars, Arsenal. I'm not surprised that Arsenal turned up for this game. They have a very very good pedigree in the FA Cup. I mean, they've won it three of the past four years, and they always seem oh, yeah. they always start. They usually start well. Have that horrible stretch in the right. middle of the season, and then finish up really, really strong, right. and end up get and end up getting fourth. It's the same thing every single year, and this year, unfortunately, they couldn't get fourth. They came up one point short, which is just crazy to think about. Just one loss turned into a draw, basically just one more goal, and they're back in the in the back in the Champions League at the expense of Liverpool. But I was uh, considering all that, considering that they won an FA Cup. I still think that this is not a great season for Arsenal. Just because they don't have that Champions League, and, and the news came out. I think it was it was either today or yesterday that Arsene Wenger is staying. I think a lot of people, two more years, a lot of people knew that was coming. It's like he's like a dictator at this point. You just right. can't get him out, no matter what he does, no matter how badly things are. He just never seems to leave. And you see, the Dortmund manager just got sacked. Yeah, days after winning their title, it's kind of like cringe that they're like keeping it on two more years after just another collapse. Like how many like Arsenal fans gotta be. Arsenal fans, the Arsenal fans were thrilled after, and I, I feel I follow a lot of obviously I follow Arsenal fan TV, which is one of the best things to watch on YouTube. The 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 anger of some of their fans after yeah. some games are just are just hilarious. But they were all so happy after that game, and fair enough, I got to give it to them because it was such a rough season for Up them, and, down, totally. and to beat their one of their biggest rivals, the title winners at Wembley in such a big end of season game, and to play so well as well, I just I can't help but feel at least a, a little bit happy for these guys because they went through such a lot this season, but now it's back to being the life of an Arsenal fan the past four or five years because now they realize that, oh, God, Wenger's with us for another two years. We should probably talk about Chelsea as well. No, uh, no, I'm absolutely, I was, thank you for, <laughs> no, absolutely thank you for referencing that because I was just about to segue into Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, you're right, Arsenal, I mean, they want it because they, they're looking at a tough off season coming up, a lot of rumors, uh, but... Chelsea is. Uh, where's Eden Hazard been, John? No, 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 no. I I think it's really unfair for people really? to put the blame on Eden Hazard. I think he's the type of player that he's gonna have a bad game here or there because he's a he's a lot about finesse. Right. And players like him just sometimes just don't have it on certain days. He he sh- if he would not have shown up if he wouldn't have scored in the in the FA Cup semifinal against Spurs, then I would have been more willing to put the some more blame on him because he, he really hasn't shown up in his Wembley performances. But he right. showed up, he scored a goal against Spurs, he played fantastically when he came on in that game. He had the assist on Matic's goal. So I think I, I can't really blame him that much. He just had an off game. I mean, that is how it is. He was fantastic this season. But second, I mean, he was back on his top form, second best player for us this season behind Conte. I can't blame him at all. The player I blame is Victor Moses. And that's even completely independent of the red card. Completely independent. Really? He was so poor in that first half. I was really hoping that he would get subbed off. I mean, he picked up that yellow for a stupid challenge. Right. And he had so he he, he never held on to the ball. He he didn't look confident. He looked he looked a step slow. And I'm very surprised that Conte kept him on with the I didn't I didn't think 
because he plays out on the wing and you don't really expect him to get into a lot of challenges. I think Conte right. just thought like, oh, that was just an exception. Just keep him on. He's not going to get a second yellow. But the worst thing about his dive, not that it was a blatant dive and that he got sent off for it, was that he did he didn't even need to. He was in right. front of his defender. If he just runs in and takes a shot across well, the anything, keeper, like a, pa- a, a pass into a pass into Costa or Hazard or a shot on goal, he didn't need to dive there. Right. I, that just shows you how bad of a game he had because his first instinct was, oh, I know I'm nervous. I'm not playing well. Right, I know I, need- I got to be able to get it. I got to be able to get a dive. I got to be able to get a penalty while I can. But he didn't need to do that. He ran, he just needed to run into the box, send a square ball in, or or shoot it. He had a shot earlier in the in the match that was a, a decent shot. That was right. his only good contribution in the game. It's just I feel like there he wasn't the only Chelsea player feeling a little timid. Like, I mean, there were guys. Diego Costa showed up. I think Diego Costa was Chelsea's best player, in my opinion. Cahill he, and which also. is in which is bizarre. He seems to show up in the Wembley finals. He scored in the League Cup. Yep. He played well when they played um when they played in the semifinal against not in the Wembley Cup in the League Cup my apologies at League Cup at Wembley, um he scored in the League Cup he showed up in the semifinal he showed up in the final I mean he obviously scored the only goal it was just so bizarre when Conte took him off right. and I and I think I remember there was a shot of him sitting there not wearing any sort of tracksuit just sitting there with a blank look on his face with the 85th minute and he's like why did I get subbed off what is right. going on? like he was our best player. And that's one of the few mistakes. I mean, as a manager, it's a very long season. You're going to make a few mistakes here and there. But that was one of the very few mistakes Conte made this season that was taking him off. Because if you've got to keep your best player on, if you're going to take anybody off, you've got to take off Hazard at that point. Right. I mean, mean, he took off Hazard in the West Brom game, brought on Mishi Batshuayi, and look how that turned out. When I saw Batshuayi was coming on, I thought it was going to be the same thing. And then he took off Costa, and I was just confused. I don't it was it was bizarre, and I was thinking, no, I trust in Conte. He knows what he's doing, but this was one of the decisions that he didn't get right, unfortunately. Right, people have their opinions of Costa. I, myself, don't. I'm not a huge fan, but he like and his performance showed it. He's not a player to be caught watching the game. No, he's gonna make his impact, and he did. He was, he was, yeah, like you said, best player for him. Yeah. He was the one making like everything happen. He scored the goal. I mean, besides defensively, uh, I think he was the guy everyone was watching uh, yeah. when they were looking at Chelsea with the ball. Absolutely. No, keep in mind that he he had had a, he had a usually has a pretty rough second half of the season. He usually starts off well right. and then kind of fades off gradually throughout the season. That's just how it's been with his three seasons at Chelsea. And that's what happened again this season. I mean, he had a very rough patch later on in the season where he did, he he his, he kind of lost his goal-scoring touch. He, hadn't, he didn't score from the West Ham game to... In the league, he didn't score from the West. I forget exactly what game it was, but it was like a good five or six game run where he didn't score. I'm kind of I'm blanking on which which game he scored again. In. But anyway, it was it, it was it was good to see him be back at top form. And it takes a lot when you've had a, a rough second half of the season to get back up and Absolutely. play well in the in the last game of the season in such a big game as well. Especially when they weren't perform- like they had the ha- first half that they did yeah. for him to come back and. Like I said, not watch the game, make it make an impact on it, and he almost tied it up. You met you mentioned the first half that should have been three 0 in the first half. I mean, absolutely. they were absolutely overrun. I was I was just sitting there. First of all, the first goal was just bizarre. 
But I don't even. I don't. I don't even. I would. I just kind of sat there and I was like, really? Did that just happen? Like, it was just. It was just weird. Is the only goal I can. Is the only word I can use to describe that goal. It was just weird. Like, people. It was either offsides. It was a handball. In my opinion, I think it should have been handball. But in the long run, it didn't matter because Arsenal deserved that goal. Right. So it might have been two nil because one of their other chances might have gone in if that one would have been called for offside or a handball. So I. Guys, I, they stopped playing. Which is my thing, and that just and that just sums up the game for Chelsea. They yep. were timid, they were scared. They the pressure got to them. It was I knew it was we were in for it when they scored when everyone stopped playing. That's when I knew okay, like the body language is not good with this team right now. I'm a little worried, and all this just makes for the equation. Eden Hazard, Eden Hazard having an off game. Uh, everybody watching the game, the defenders. When Arsenal has guys that are playing like it could be their last game, yeah, that's when Arsenal is going to come together, and this is something that they're going to absolutely be capable. Of yeah, they off. always they always play well towards the end of the season. I mean, they ended the game the season on a six game win streak. I mean, people forget that, but they ended really really strongly, and quite honestly, they they did everything they could. I mean, they were the the West Brom loss was the one that killed them. I think that was they won every single game after that, but the loss to West Brom away, I think, it was three one. Where they lost at the Hawthorns, it was it, it, that was the loss that killed them, in my opinion, because that's a weak team. I think that was one of the right. f- the few wins that West Brom had in the second half of last season. A small club, up and and an away game. That's just such an Arsenal loss. I mean, a, a game they should absolutely. win that they just that, that that they don't. It was it. If you're if you're an Arsenal fan and you're looking out and you're at it in in like Hungary next season and on a Thursday night away game wondering why we're not in your in in, right. in the Champions League that is the game why, why in us. my opinion yeah that's that's where that's where it is and it's if you're a if you're an Arsenal fan it's going to be a very interesting next couple of seasons with Wenger at the helm and no Champions League but you guys you get to be in the Community Shield which is just so right. just so great isn't it Hopefully you guys will uh, wait. Community Shield. Community Shield will be a rematch of the FA Cup final. Right. Yes, it oh, would have been a rematch of the FA Cup final anyway. Even if Chelsea would right. have won, because Arsenal would have been it. If if a, a team wins the double, it's runner up in the FA Cup. Who gets it? So Thank you. who gets the second spot? Oh, so yeah. there you go. It's it would have been uh a, it would have been Chelsea Arsenal anyway. And we'll see who's still on the roster for for Arsenal then. Yeah, well, that's an interesting point. We'll talk about the summer because we are technically in the summer now for almost every team except two, and we'll get to the we'll get to the Champions League final teams in just a moment. But Chelsea, I don't. The thing with Chelsea is that they we they got incredibly lucky with injuries this season. No one was injured for a lengthy period of time, which cannot happen again. I mean, you saw what happened. For injuries. The team got lucky with injuries. Mourinho's second season in charge, so 2015. 2016, they had some injury problems and everything that else went that else that went wrong. I can't blame it just on injuries, but injuries were a part of that. This season, no injuries whatsoever. You're gonna get some right. injuries next season. There's gonna be an injury to maybe Conte or That's Hazard. Of you as a or fan to look you've out got for. you've got to be aware because it, it it always balances out. I mean, some season you get no injuries, some seasons you get a ton. And I'm right. just worried that Conte doesn't have the squad depth in order to mix and match people to his system. I think Kennedy. Is a great, great. He will be a great um, wing back. I think that's his. He can play left forward or left back. He played both of those positions under Mourinho his 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 last season and under Hiddick when he took over midway through last season. And I think he'd be a great replacement on either the left side or the right side, just in case one of those wing backs gets injured. But you saw it in the FA Cup final. That wing back position is just so right. so important. What I do like about Conte's system is this: it takes it 
almost always beats the bad teams in the league. And that's how you win league titles. You win league titles because mathematically there are more bad teams than there are like absolutely good, good teams like a Liverpool. There's more, there's six, there's the top six is six teams. You've got 14 other teams you have to play twice a season. So the top six games are good to win for bragging rights, but you win leagues based on your records against the other 14 right. teams. As a Manchester United fan, I know we're still in yeah, the process exactly. of losing Yeah, you, can, teams, you guys were so. good against top six teams, but that's but not exactly. how you win leagues. Mourinho's second season in charge. This was 2014. Okay, so they won the title in 2015. 2014. Was that his first? That was his first yeah. season in charge. They beat. They were undefeated against the top six, but they ended up coming in third right. because they lost. I remember they lost at home to Sunderland. I think they lost at West Brom or something like that that season. I remember the Sunderland game specifically. That's because it was the end of the season, and that was the one that cost them the title. But they were undefeated against the top six that season, but that's not where you win leagues, and that's why I like Conte's 3-4-3 because it, it, weaker teams just can't handle it. They can't handle the pace, they can't handle the speed, and they can't handle the width. Right. They're just not used to playing against that. Teams that are talented enough can handle it. I mean, you see it. The, our record against the top six was not great. I mean, obviously lost at Old Trafford, lost to Liverpool at home, draw to Liverpool. I mean, we did beat City twice, but one of them was a little lucky. I mean, if John Stones puts that ball in the back of the net, it's only a draw against City at home. So I just, I think we're we're good for the league. I think we'll be fine in the league next season. I think we just need, I don't know what position needs improving. I mean, I think Diego right. Costa might leave. Really? I, th- I hope he doesn't, I, but I think just with everything that's gone on this season and all the rumors saying, oh, he's going to leave, I think he wants to go back to Atletico, and gr- they're going to need somebody to replace Griezmann because he's as good as gone to United. And he, lo- he he loves it back in Madrid. I think he I think he wants to go back there. So I think you've got to bring in Lukaku. I think they're going to splash the cash for Lukaku. I think he would be a great, great fit up top. He's a very, He's very similar to Costa. He has a bit of a tendency to not show up in big games, but that's something that might be able to change when he comes right, in. And he's a he, he was a Chelsea he was a Chelsea uh, uh, a prospect. I mean, right. he he came up. He was one of uh, he was uh, VS Boas's one of VS Boas's buys back in 2012. I mean, he was he was one of the he was one of the he was supposed to be the next Drogba, and then it just never worked out. He got transferred out to West Brom, and then he got permanently transferred to Everton. But I think Chelsea's willing to splash the cash on on Lukaku. It's very similar to how United gave up Pogba, but then ended up buying him back for right. such an incredible price. I mean, it's going to take at least seventy-five mil to get him away from from Everton. But Hazard's one of the best at his position. Pedro played very well, and if Pedro's not playing well, then you can put Willian in there. So there's no problem with that. I mean, the the front three is mostly set. The midfield, Matic, I'm not impressed with. He, he, Conte, obviously, player of the year. He's going to be great there. Right. Him and Fabregas don't really, on paper, that should be their best combination, but those two really don't work incredibly well right. together. I just haven't seen it from Fabregas, and, and there was an example in the game when he came on. Didn't It was a little more finesse, but a little less substance. But to, but to give Fabregas credit, he has a, had a lot of games where he's come on and completely Absolutely. changed the game. But yeah, in that FA Cup final, he he was completely nullified by Arsenal in that game. I don't know. Maybe a center defender, but Aspilicueta is so good, and David Luiz is the perfect defender for the center of that back three. Gary Cahill, I mean, he, he sometimes he has an off game, but you saw him in the FA Cup final. I mean, he saved two goals by himself, and he's a great. Ca- he, he will be a great captain for this team next season. So I don't really know 
where the improvement is, where you can improve this team. And I, it's a little, I'm a little lost as to what as to what Conte and the board can do for next season. And I feel that a lot when I'm looking at Chelsea rosters. Yeah, it's just the fact that you know Manchester United and Manchester City are going to bring someone. Yes, they're going to they're going to get big, a lot better. So it's just hard when you're also expecting some injuries to happen next season because you were so clean this season. Yeah, that they'll be able to replicate how the season they had. Yeah. I mean, we've got a lot of people in uh, on the on the bench and in the reserves on the squad. Loftus Cheek is a good is someone who can fit into that center midfield role. As I mentioned, Kennedy can go out wide, or even he can honestly play up top in that in that front three. So I don't know. We, we, we got to move on here. We got about five minutes left in the show, so we'll talk about the Champions League final. But it's going to be a very very interesting next season for Chelsea. It's going to be a real fun season next year in the Absolutely. league. I think it's going to be a real real dogfight. United's going to get better, and it's Mourinho's second season. He does a. Uh, he does a huge, um, he does a great job, but he seems to always do a great job in his second season. I'm worried about that. I'm Arsenal, I mean, that. Yeah, I, I can imagine you're excited about that. Just w- wait for that third season. It's a real, <laughs> it's real, the, the third season's real tough. You, you'll love him in the second season, but in the third season, you'll, you, you'll, you can't wait to get I'll rid of him. cross that bridge when I get <laughs> Fair enough. And Man City, obviously, getting Silva is a fantastic buy getting rid of a lot of their dead weight Pep Guardiola y- y- you expect them to be Absolutely. a lot a lot better next season it's going to be it's going to be a real real dogfight next season and I'm excited for it all right Champions League final time we got about 5 minutes left in the show so we'll kind of fly through this Juventus and Real Madrid Ronaldo comes out yesterday and says oh modesty's overrated basically we're confident we're going to win we'll just start with this what do you make of that I never like that. I never like open uh, cockiness like that. I just do think they are they the team, not just Ronaldo, is poised to perform well. Like I'm, I'm expecting a big performance from them. You, you're expecting a big performance from Madrid. Yes, I'm expecting a big performance from Juventus. To be completely honest, I think. Real Madrid are in it for this one. They this they've got a real real tough task on their hands, and I don't know if Ronaldo and Benzema. I don't think Bale's going to play. I don't know if he's I don't know if he's back from injury yet, or even if Zidane's going to play him. But they're in for a real real battle in this game, and I think it's going to be they're going to have a real tough time. That back that back line has been really injured and been it's been they've had some problems with their defense this season. And Juventus obviously have Higuain and Dybala, two world class attacking players and they're going to have their hands full with that and Kaylor Navis is going to be he's going to face a lot of shots I mean Quadrado on the right Mandzukic on the left which is just bizarre to think about Mandzukic playing on the left because he's been such a center forward his entire career but he's playing on the left and he's playing very well this season you've got Kadira in there who's been playing well and Pjanic as well I mean he's done he's played just as well as Pogba and you could you, you can make the argument that he's been better than Pogba this season I mean he's been he's been one of the most underrated buys they've of the season well they've gelled uh, very very well and that defense has been fantastic I mean I, Danny Alves Bonucci Barzagli they're another team that really hasn't gotten injured a lot so absolutely. they're they're a team that's been able to gel as they and had good squad chemistry and with their year, main squad I mean you get this deep with a, a goalkeeper like Buffon they absolutely and win Buffon the goalkeeper well. yeah, battle absolutely they're, yeah, they 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 have a better defense, goalkeeper, attacking. It's not as big of a gap Absolutely. to Real Madrid right. that people no, think. Right. I mean, Real Madrid obviously have the big names Ronaldo and Benzema, but 
Real Madrid have fant- or excuse me, Juventus have fantastic attacking players as well. The gap between Real Madrid have a better attack just because of Ronaldo, but the gap is not as big as some people might think. And you, it could just easily have happened. Like Eden Hazard had a bad game. Ronaldo can do the same. Exactly. Thing. I mean, it's less likely because it is Ronaldo. But I, honestly, right. I could see him having a bad game here. I really could. He's turned up in so many finals. I mean, just the law of averages. I mean, he might he might come up and I, I mean, coming up against a world class defense. I mean, this is the best defense he has faced his entire season. Absolutely. I mean, it's by far better than Barcelona. It's by far any better than anything he's faced. Even Bayern Munich. It's by Another far better level than, than Barcelona. No, abs- absolutely. I think this. I think Real Madrid are in for a real, real tough battle. And which is why I don't like that cockiness. From no, Ronaldo. me neither. I, they're underestimating them. And look at what Chelsea did. They clearly underestimated Arsenal. And when Arsenal came out and hit him in the mouth in the first five minutes, they 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 couldn't handle it. So we'll we'll see how this goes. I I made a prediction. I said Real Madrid one nil last week, but I'm gonna go. I'm I'm changing my mind here because Ronaldo's comment made me think that this team really underestimates Juventus. I'm going to go 2 0 Juventus. Really? I'm going to say 2 0 Juventus. I think the Juventus defense is going to be able to keep Ronaldo and company off the board. I'm going 2 1 Real Madrid. So you I are think. you are going to go Real Madrid. Yes. Okay. I, no, fair enough. I think that, it's always obviously a safe pick considering R- Ronaldo is the best player in the world right now. But well, I can see the upset. Absolutely. Like, I can see it play out right now the newspapers and <laughs> no absolutely that it, it it definitely wouldn't be a shock to football fans around the world to have Juventus win that game all right everybody bit of a summer break coming up for us here on FUVFC we'll be back with you in a couple weeks this is John Furlong and Peter McGuire signing off Take care.